Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat, all these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fishing action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Rats, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bow and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. I just told you this. There was like... <laughs> I don't know if you're making that up or... No. I don't lie. Oh. If you ask me something, I tell you the answer. <laughs> the true answer? Yeah. Or just what I want to hear? No, I always tell the truth. Always. Ask me anything. <laughs> if I don't want you to know, I just won't tell you. Oh, okay. So if I tell you something, it's true. And if I say I don't want to tell you, then I just don't want to tell you. You know who we're missing? Oh. I, the guy in the corner. It could go a lot of ways with who we're missing. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could argue Ryan. He's kind of a, a, a stable. I don't think you can say Cameron in the corner because he was never on it. He was just hanging Yelling out. from the background. I mean, I feel like yelling's excessive. He was just there, and every once in a while, threw an opinion, something, and we gave him so much shit because, like, oh, you didn't want to be on here, and now you got to say something. Yeah, no, I wanted Cameron to be on, but I don't know, party pooper. He was a party pooper. All right, I'm here with Wes. Um, How would you like to introduce yourself, Wes? What is your uh, what's the word for it? I don't know. How do you want to introduce yourself? Like, you don't have a title within the outdoor space. No. You're just a legend, local legend. I know a lot of local legends. I get around. I mean, you're a local legend. I don't know if I want to go that far, but I know a handful. I'm Wes, and I like to party. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Then I got uh, Jason, Mr. Is there a reason he's got no clothes on in this whole interview? No, it's normal. I like to party. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be weird if I didn't. I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> Spencer it, might like it. I don't know. What do you think he keeps me around? Yep. It's a good time. Never a dull moment. Jason, you want to talk about your business? What's up, dude? Yeah. I, uh, oh, why'd you have to put that cord there? Now it's going to... It's been doing it the whole time. No, Ooh. you made it do it. Damn it. This droopy thing's just hanging all over. It's getting my nerves. I didn't put it there. It's still doing it. It's your faulty cheap equipment. It is cheap. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, so you want to talk about your business? Yeah, sure. I'm uh, Captain Jason Schneiderhan. With you say uh, Captain like you're rubbing it in a little uh, bit. <laughs> you're, I, not a, you're not a Captain yet? You ain't got to that level? No, I'm just like a fledgling Man, guy. You'll get there one of these days. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I have the hat at my house, so as soon you as got you graduate. Hat? That's uh, all I need. I don't even need to graduate, right? I just need the yeah, hat. Yeah, you just come over. Hat's official, dude. We'll have okay. a ceremony and Do everything. Do you have a hat? I got a hat. You got a captain's hat? Yeah. Okay. I actually do. And a captain's hoodie. I didn't know such a thing existed. I got it. Yeah, so anyway, I run STL Catfishing Guide Service here in St. Louis. And, uh, you know, every once in a while, donate some rooms to the homeless. (laughs) Thank you. And we appreciate that (laughs) substantially. Yeah, I might take the day off tomorrow. Yeah? Tell us more. What what is a captain? What does a captain do on his day off? Typically, they just go fishing. Um, but the, we, we the dedicated some, ones do? Yeah, the dedicated ones do. We might uh, just take care of some long-due errands. That's cool. Take the trail motor to the shop, get that thing fixed. Maybe clean the boat. I haven't cleaned a boat in months, and it's pretty nasty. I don't think it's that nasty, especially you don't have carpet. It's not like there's no, anything stuck in it. That's pretty stinky so what where do you where's it coming from slime bait nastiness just like permanently caked oh, on it's there caked in there thank god for camo boats oh sure and that's, that's why i got camo kayaks because or even tan because tan kayaks become camo kayaks after a while after with all the nasty slime yep, and blood yep, all over them yep yep no, but uh, I was going to go, so all the awkward silences that were going on, I was looking through, checking my email to see if there's anything that needed, any business that needed covered, and all I found was a gentleman sent me an email asking me, he requested that I come up with straight heat stickers, which makes sense. Well, it's actually convenient that he brought that up because I just delivered Jason his straight heat river certified it. hoodie. You haven't even tried it I on. How do you wearing, know if you love it? I should it? be wearing it right now, I feel well, like. No, you'd probably be too hot. It's kind of I got sauntry. two shirts on right now, so. Yeah. And your guys used to be in 100 degrees weather all the time. Yeah, and this is kind of a cold front that came through right now, so. You're just soaking it up. Yeah. I got you. Well, if anybody wants straight heat stickers. I want one. I will take one. All right. So we have one or two requests. We're up to yeah, two. I'll take one. Three. If we hit, if we can get five. 50, Fifty. <laughs> we get fifty people saying they want straight heat stickers. I will um, bust out my graphic design artistry skills and come up with a straight heat sticker. And yes, and straight heat goes for. It's not just fishing. It's it's just one of those phrases that goes with just about anything, right? Yeah, all aspects of life. Um, what about like reading? I mean, you could be a straight heat reader. I, can you? I guess. You're telling you me. To. You're you're telling me. I'm, I'm asking. I don't know. I can't read. So okay, <laughs> that would be a problem. <laughs> Give it the boots. It's all about numbers. Now, um, I, I don't. I'm just wondering. Is this is this just a a straight heat like the words? Are you going to have a rod in there? Is there any graphics that go with it? Or just... I just told you I was going to bust out my graphic design skills and come up with something. Oh. All I can promise is it's going to look good. It'll be straight heat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So that's where my promises end. But well, it, I want, I want one. All right, I so will definitely take one. We're up to three. We hit fifty. We're coming out with straight heat stickers. I don't feel like fifty is too much to ask. So shoot me an email, Spencer at Riversertified.com. I'll stash them in the straight heat folder. 
And uh, oh, you got folders? Well, I'm going to. All you have to do is hit add folder. Just add a sticker to the folder. Um, yeah, you uh, you let me know, and and I'll do my best to make it happen. And I'm debating: do I name my boat Straight Heat? It's kind of slow to be called Straight Heat. Um, Ryan had the idea of naming it Low Tide because I got it stuck twice when we were out the other day. So that's kind of the direction I'm leaning. Feedback, straight feedback, heat. straight heat. I don't know if I can. It's too slow. I mean, it'll go through three inches of water, but it's gonna do. It, it ain't gonna do it fifty five. I don't. Right. I don't think I'd want to do fifty five mile an hour because, like, thirty five mile an hour. I beached it twice, and you beach. Is that it. What, what's it go? Thirty five. Yeah, you go about thirty five, and you beach it. You beach it hard. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And I'm, when Did I you make get, customers get out and carry the boat with you. No, I, I didn't take customers. This was oh, an exploratory good. mission just to see exactly what it could do. And I brought Ryan and then I bought, brought my buddy Sam. And to paint you the picture of what that looked like, Sam is 6'8, 280 pounds. Ryan is about 5'8, like stocky, maybe buck 70. And I'm six foot, like 210. And all three of us are giving it everything we got. Yeah, barely moving. And we're moving it four inches at a time. <laughs> hey, whatever you got to do. Well, you don't have a choice. You know, it's like whatever you have to do because you don't have any other options. So that's where I was at. I gave you a name for your boat now that it has a hole in it. What? The Titanic? No. <laughs> On the way here, I showed you the picture of it. Maybe. I don't I have a short-term memory. It said leaky butt hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's spelled uh, L-E-A. K Y B U T W H O L E. Where did you find Just that? At? Did you come up with that or see it somewhere? I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> A lot of the best things are seen on Facebook, or actually more so TikTok anymore. Yeah. Or better yet, your buddies' Facebook message uh, groups. That that tends to be where the really yeah. good stuff comes from. I uh, I'm not sure if. Like, I'm having issues lately. I mean, not... Mental, physical, I mean, what kind? I don't know if I can help you. I've had a lot of issues. I'm not asking for help. I'm oh. just... Well, maybe. I I don't know if I can keep my story straight on the podcast. Because I always forget, like, what stories I've told and which ones I haven't told. And I don't want to be repetitive. Well, just to fair warn you, being a guide, you're going to be very repetitive. Right, but that doesn't matter because you have the... You know, one person, and then you have somebody new the next day, whereas... But you're going to have repeats, and you're going to be saying the same thing you told them the last time you fished with them. I hope if anybody, <laughs> if I ever repeat the story, just call me out. Like, don't try to be Just polite. nod your head and say, yeah, No, cool. don't, don't do that. Nice. Don't do that. Heard that before. Yeah, yeah, give him some straight heat. Yep, just give me the straight heat. Tell me, be like, I've heard that story 17 times, and it was cool the first zero. So, if you could never tell it again... Jeez, Spence, we great. didn't hear the first time you told us a story. Do you mind telling us that again? Oh, well, that was a segue into another story because I wanted to use that as pre like prerequisite. Is that would that be applicable? Anyway, I wanted to say that just in case I've already said this story. But we were talking about shark fishing, right? Yeah, and it made me think. We were well, talking about shark fishing the last time I did a podcast. Were we? You. Yeah. Okay. Did I talk about when I used a world record for shark bait? I don't remember that. See, I don't re- either, but I kind of feel like I said it. But I'm going to say it anyway. Sure. I want to hear it again. First shark I ever caught in my life, I caught the world record sail cat, like gaff top. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was 11 pounds. And I That seems huge. Right. And I slapped it on a hook. 
I use it for shark bait. And my first shark I ever caught was a six and a half foot sandbar that ate that gaff top. Really? Yeah. But I could have had my name in the record books. You chose not to. But I used it for bait instead. I feel like that's. I mean, I feel like I'm that's bringing you. the straight heat. Yeah, that's where the stickers come in. Yeah. Should I do straight heat with a gaff top on it? <laughs> I'm not sure if I want a sticker anymore. Is that? <laughs> I, I, might mean, be, I might be out. Have you ever eaten gaff top? I haven't. It's phenomenal. Really? Yeah, surprisingly. Well, it tastes a lot like Blue Cat. I would say Gaff Top and Blue Cat are very similar. I just kept my first Blue Cat the other day. Well, did you? what did you think? I liked it. Yeah. It was pretty good. So have you ever had Channel Cat? I don't like Channel Cat. See, I don't mind Channel Cat, but Blue Cat is definitely better. Yeah. And Flathead's another step it was just up a, that. It was a thicker flake, so it was just it was meatier. Well, you don't have as much red meat. But Yeah. In the Blue the Cat. The Channel Cat just seemed... I don't know. I didn't care for it, to be honest with you. And I know when I was a kid. Did you cut the red meat out? That makes a big difference. On a channel? Yeah. Did you bleed them before you cleaned them? You bleed Probably them. Not. You bleed them, and you cut the red meat off of them, and that gets rid of all that fishy flavor off the channel. But the nice thing about the blues are they grow so damn fast that they don't get them fatty deposits. At like You keep a 5 to 10 pound blue cat, and they don't have those fatty deposits on the lateral line like channels do. You just flay them and eat them, and they're golden. Yeah, I don't even know what the hell I was doing with it. I literally just flayed it off, took the you know flayed down the skin, took the piece of chunk out, and then I veed out the bat, the uh, lateral line, I took it out of there. So you, took I kind of did it what I, like how I do my paddlefish. So you took all the red meat off, if there was any. Oh yeah, if yeah. I seen anything I didn't like, I took it out of there. But uh, no, it was pretty good. I'm just surprised that's the first one I've ever kept to to try out. Usually, just like to catch them, but I figure, well, I better try one. What the hell? I think I'll keep another one one of these days. I recommend it. I'm going to keep one tomorrow. If oh, yeah. I get one. Yeah. yeah. Brought the uh, the grill and like all the necessary tools to fry up some catfish. It's almost a must must in our scenario. Uh, yeah, because we didn't bring that much actual food, so we're pretty kind of much you catch a fish. Yeah, eat catch fish or die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty. I feel fairly confident we can squeak out like a five pounder somewhere i'm sure you can all right let's switch this around i want to make this about guiding and jason because you're a guide why me well you're you're a guide no i'm not a real guide you're a real guy you actually guide for a living i guide like part-time that's gonna be your living i'm a part-timer what do you do if you get skunked you you, uh (laughs) either go home and pout okay which I do a lot, not a lot. I've done it a couple times this like year. Like every other day, it hurts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's tough when you get skunked. You you mentally beat yourself up, and I can't even explain it to you. It uh, it'll stress you out, put gray hairs on your face and head. If you were a musky guy, do you think you'd sweat a skunk as much? Mm, no, probably not, because that's not you're just not catching musky like you catch blue cats. And that's where I'm at with flatheads. And that's, I couldn't, I could, I'd get asked to do flatheads and that's, I, I, no, absolutely not. I won't even waste my time to try. It's tough. And you're telling me. And I'm used to catching blue cats every single day. Sure. And to go to that to maybe getting a fish. I went 16 in a row in June. So that's, that's phenomenal. I felt I really mean, freaking good about it. And you know what? And that's what led to this question. Blanked three times in a row. Yeah. It, and it, did it mess you up, or are you just like, eh? No, it's flathead fishing. Like, I, I put them in the best possible place to have success, and 
we didn't at that time. If it would have been me out there, I'd be there all night. If so, I was fishing with a buddy, I would take it as it came. It is what it is, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah it's fishing. But when you get paid to do it and you're paid to catch somebody a fish. I'm paid to do my best. I, yeah, true. Yeah. But you you want to catch them a fish. Yeah, you. I'm not saying I was happy about it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not saying. No, I mean, I'm not coming home, you know. But I feel like blue. Means. I feel I'm like just, blue cats are different than flyheads. So I just feel bad, and I wish I could have gave those people a better experience. I gave them the best experience. I, mean, I did everything I could, right? In the time I had, I mean, you, you you're limited. I mean, you get four hours, six hours, and you, you're you're supposed to produce something, right? And it doesn't work out. I mean, you're, you're stressed out. You're disappointed. You know, you start thinking, what could I have done different? Mm-hmm. Or, a lot of times there's nothing you could have done different. It was just the way that day was going to go regardless. Right. But no, you want everybody to just have a good time no, no matter what. And what's funny is when I go on a guided trip, like I just did that shark fishing, mm-hmm. we blanked on the third night. I didn't even care. I was still happy to be there as an experience just right. to have all that gear out there and, and anticipating on getting one. Well, that's part of it. Like you never know. You never it know. It could happen any moment. But Especially I, if it wasn't on. Dogs. It wasn't on my on on my chest you're coming from fish. a different perspective like it's such a relief for you to but not that have guy that pressure is on. pacing back and forth up and down the beach across all his rods he's doing what you're normally doing and he's like come on fish come on shark come mm-hmm. on oh stressing i'm like yeah i get it but it is what it is yeah it's fishing you're your prime client yeah yeah when are you gonna book a trip with I, me i you got any openings um, you got any water no <laughs> I've, I have about as many openings as I do water right now, and that's yeah. a problem. <laughs> no, I, I have ways around it, you know, and that was the premise of me starting to guide because I was worried that – because we had a similar two seasons in a row about a decade ago where we had water in June, May and June, and then it didn't rain again for like another 20 months. So I'm like, what's what am I going to do if this is just like that? Which turns out it's just like that. And we have a few river stretches that you can still get on and still put people in a good position. That's to a catch problem. Fish. Yeah, I mean, any any body of water, it's <clears throat> you're always going to change. You can't hold a, you can't maintain a level at all. It's always going to fluctuate. So. Yeah, the only thing that stays the same is everything changes. Yeah, yeah. So every day is a new day, and you never know what's going to happen. But the problem down is, here I'm is so. Flooding. But I'm so limited. Like, if you flood, you can go hit creek mouths. You can go hit smaller rivers. Where me, if it floods, like, the only boat ramps available are on those giant flooded waterways where, okay, you know, like, what do you do? There's some that I've discovered over the years that you can still get on if it's flooding, and thank God for those. I guess, you know, we've used road ditches before. Yeah, but not with my boat. No. I got a 24-foot boat. Yeah. You don't want that thing to fall off the back end of something. No. no. You, you you ain't getting your trailer back. It's stuck. Right. But, but actually, like two the more, years ago, the more I think about it, it's the same deal. It's you know, same. like you have some ramps you can It'll use. It'll get so high. I, there ain't a ramp in this area when it gets so high that you can remotely even get on. Yeah, like you two would have to ago, find a steep road at yeah. best. Yeah, and you're taking your chances dumping. I mean, you got to just... Know that it goes down in the water. There's nothing to fall off on. Right. Yeah, two years ago, July, it took us to get on the water around here. That hurt. So what do you do, like, for money? Like, you're not making any money guiding. 
Are you just living off what you, you saved? Live off what you got, and you can't do nothing. You just gotta. I mean, you can go get a job. Right. Christine would like me for me to get a job. You know, when I'm sitting around twiddling thumbs all day. Right. But the reality is, what if I go get a job and the water falls out next week and I can finally get back on the water? I got clients that are backed up, looking and they're to go. waiting. They're, they're ready waiting. to rock. Yeah. You know. But yeah, that uh, that year sucked. <laughs> I don't know. It is what it is with stuff like that. It's out of your control. But have you ever had anything embarrassing happen on a guide trip? Mm, not yet. For you? No. You just don't want to admit it? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you ever had a client do anything embarrassing that you feel comfortable talking about? Some clients don't care, and you got a pretty good gauge of that. Oh, once you get to know yeah, them a little sometimes bit. I don't care. I've had a couple of people show up pretty drunk that they're pretty irritating. They showed up drunk. Oh, I showed up drunk. Like in the morning, like they partied hardy all night, and then uh, they're still drunk in the morning. I, I've, no, I've had a couple like that too. Um, but I've had a few just midday trips. They just show up at noon, hammered. You know what happens? It happened to me on Saturday. Did it? Yeah. It's one time a year I go golfing. I only go golfing one time a year, and it's for my alma mater's wrestling charity best shot. And it starts at 10. And then you like you're introduced with two bloody marys and all of a sudden you have a beer and and then um More I think beer. I'm the best golfer in the world for till I how's stand you, at the tee box. How'd you do? Well, I mean I've been practicing for seven years now because I've golfed at it seven years in a row. So I say golfing's for people that don't know how to fish. Well, I feel like it's for a good cause. Actually, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like have, going. I'm just horrible at it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. couldn't tell you if it's going left, right, straight, how far it's going to make it. Is it going to even leave the box? See, my straight heat just <laughs> smashes it. Just straight heat. My joke is that I've been practicing for seven years because I've golfed at the Charity Classic seven years. So seven times I've golfed. That's and it. I, and I golf about as well as you could imagine. But I have fun. and That's, that's all that matters. And I, I throw some money towards, you know, seeing them win. I guess I can say their name, Grandview. See them. Well, I wish they would have won their their tenth national championship in a row, but I guess the number stands at nine because uh, I think they lost by five points this year. But uh, seeing them hopefully get back on on track and doing what they're doing, and that's sweet. And that's good. Did excuse you hear that in there? Drunk. You're just so sensitive. Uh, no, I don't care. It's just funny hearing ice cubes rattle all around in the background. Oh, I thought talking. you were talking about like the fuzziness. No, the. Oh, I can absolutely hear it. It's great. <laughs> so, paint you a picture of what we're looking at. We are at Jason and Christine's. And he's sorting skipjack in the ice. <laughs> on, the, on the dinner table. Work never stops around That's there. right. And I'm enjoying a uh, very exquisite bush light, and so is Wes. And Jason's drinking. A little Captain Sprite. There you go. For the captain. You're not there yet, but, you know, what are these I used to, my drink used to be seven and sevens. And then I, I'm not a fan of seven. Well, and then I quit uh, drinking pop. And when I quit drinking pop, I quit drinking liquor. It's probably for the best. Probably. Yeah. I only have a couple. Nothing I'm, crazy. I'm not allowed to have liquor no more. There ain't nothing wrong with it. As he it just reaches. ain't for me. No, no liquor? No liquor. No <laughs> liquor. What is something you always keep multiples of in the boat? Hmm. Like have a backup. Besides I got, trolling motors. I got, uh, yeah, <laughs> I got about multiples to everything in my boat. 
Is there one that has the most multiple multiple fillet knives, multiple pliers, multiple scissors, multiple screwdrivers, multiple rods, reels, multiple rolls of teepee? Uh, actually, if I get my bag right now, I think there's three partial rolls in there. All right. Is there anything you don't keep multiples of other Mm. than like stupid big stuff? No. Hell, I I got multiple throw nuts. No, I, I feel like everything's got multiples in there. Do you keep... I'm trying to think of something I just have a single of. I really don't even know. I got backups to backups. I've lost a lot of stuff. I threw a rod in the water the other day. Recently? Father's Day. What led to that? And just after the customer told me how good I can cast these rods. It just slipped (laughs) out of your hand? Uh, So remember those famous Shimano's that I like so much? Yeah. So they have two models. They got a line counter version and the non-line counter. You're talking about the Dakotas, right? Dakotas. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome reels. Yeah, they're good. Until the handle flips over and engages the spool (laughs) as you're chucking 16 ounces. That could happen to any reel. 16 ounces of lead. It sucks it out of your hand. You just like slow motion. Watch it. But why were you casting? I didn't think you ever anchored fish. I've been anchoring a lot. What? What? Yes. You were giving us crap about anchor that, fishing. That day, I was doing better on the drift. Yeah. And we were kind of going back and forth but that's that day. you. That's not me. I know, but I, okay, was, we were, I was just letting we were you guys know. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were you? The YouTube we sensation. They just you were on them that day? Did you not watch the video? Were you on them that day? Yes, we were on them not every that day. day. The next day. We were on them every day. Every day. We stopped and made lunch every day and anchored and caught fish. A bunch of fish? I said fish. Oh. Yeah. That could be singular. That could be multiple. That's the beautiful part about the word. Mm. We caught fish on anchor every single day. No, I've been doing a lot of... Uh, st- Drifting is probably my favorite for sure, but to be able to spot lock on certain sections and, and walk baits... Like if you are behind a pylon of sorts and you see a concentration of fish, that's what we if saw I see a lot fish, of. If I see brush piles, if I see something that's just holding fish, a lot of times I like to... Right, I don't know what it is, but these newer troll motors, the, the spot locks. It's, awesome. It's awesome. awesome. It literally yep. holds you where you want it to hold you. Yep. Where before, it kind of drift over this way so far and drift over that way, and it just sways all your lines. It's just... It doesn't work out. So sure. anyway... Sure. If I wanted to really sit on a spot, I have to throw an anchor, and that's a pain in the ass. So new spot lock, yes. Spot lock it. I cast two to four rods out, and then walks and baits out. Walk a bait down the center of that thing, and I've caught some big fish just mm-hmm. walking that bait down. And so that's what I was doing with the customers, and uh, cast the rods out. And as I was casting, that uh, reel handle spun and mm-hmm. engaged mid cast, and sucked that rod gone, <laughs> just gone. Just 500 bucks. Was there a bounty on this said rod? Uh, You know, I put fresh bait on there, so I can only imagine that thing is... So Spencer's going to catch a 60 tomorrow with your rod in it? No, you are. You have a history of that. Like, no joke, on the way down here... You are more welcome to keep that rod and reel, but (laughs) just give me a shout-out that you caught it. Okay. I want you to hang it up here in this living room. So many times, we will drop it. it. We'll drop it. We'll send you a video. Will you? Yeah. We'll send you a live video of us putting it back. That'd be nice. (laughs) No, Wes, uh, no joke on the way down here. Take your fish off and throw my rod back in the water? Quit interrupting me. I'm saying he's probably going to catch it because he's telling me about how he found this fancy cast net at this spot on the river 
And I, as soon as he said the spot, and as soon as he said fancy cast net, I'm like, "Is he on a bear oh, Mac?" No, you. It was Sam's. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Backstory on that. Do I? I don't even want to tell it. I'm gonna finish this story. Sam told me. Do you want to write that down so you don't forget? Yeah, you'll remind me. I'm not worried about it. Sam was catching bait for our trip down here and wrecked his net at Sid's spot on river. And he said he went back there and he's like, Oh, I found this really fancy cast net. So ended up yanking it out and cutting all the weights or you didn't get to the cutting the weights off, but you're planning on it. And I'm yeah. like, Oh yeah, that's Sam's River, <laughs> rivers dropped like three feet. since then. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, some jerk left of cast Go net in the water. Yeah. yeah. So I pulled the cast net out, went back to fishing. and was like, I'll cut all the lead off and recast it. I think he's well. like, oh, that's Sam's net. Yeah. Like, well, he can have the lead back if he wants, but here's the net's his net. Joke. Here's his net. There's no <laughs> lead. <laughs> All right. So the <clears throat> the story that Jason was talking about. I, did we talk about this last time? We might have. We might have. I'll tell it again. Stuff down. I write a lot of things down, and then I. Well, forget. you need to go back and look at what then you wrote I, down. Well, I have to do that, but I'm going to tell the story again either way. Back to the can't remember if I told the story. Brand so. new. I mean, brand new net. It was literally, like, it I was, was looking at it I in the I box, just, like, oh, how much are these? Oh, it just got them for the year. You know, yeah. stocked up for the just season. Just broke it out. Came down here, would have been March-ish, and we mm-hmm. went and hit a stretch, and you're like, oh, we need bait, and I'm throwing the net in, like, 45 feet of water, and I didn't wrap it around my wrist twice. Man, or who doesn't wrap it? You, I'm hear, used. You didn't wrap it at all. No. I looped it. <laughs> twice. No, you, you got to do it once. once. I did it once. You did? And it flew right off my wrist. But because it was so new, the rope was like very rigid. Had some memory to had it. Had some I, memory I to it. I don't remember. I think my, my head. Well, you weren't even looking. My head was like, in my I hand. Told, my head was in my hand like that emoji no, on your phone. No, like, you weren't even, really you didn't even think it was a big thing. deal. You were. I threw it off my hand. I'm like, well, dude, I, I just threw that off end, my hand. And you're like, oh. I figured okay. the end of the rope would have floated, but I forgot we were in 40 feet. You forgot water. shit, too. Okay? It's not just me. And unfortunately, what I forgot cost me a $150 net or whatever it was. I should have to babysit you. Well, babysit yourself by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, you're See? the captain. Yeah, you're supposed no to be shit. doing that. Like, oh, we're 45 feet of water. I thought we were... Just like, like my rod. I just watched the rope just leave the boat. I'm like, nobody's holding the rope. <laughs> <laughs> it was a similar feeling, I'm sure, because like... Yeah, and I'm, I was used to like the Phytex with the neoprene. Yeah, you know, like I got those now. After oh, dealing with you, I went and oh, got shit. those. Like I'm the one. Like I'm the reason. You you changed me. No, I switched brands. Phytex good net. That's why they're awesome. Yeah, that is an awesome net. Have you tried Joyfish? I haven't. They they don't have neoprene. They have just the regular rope. But those those things like to open. That's I don't know what it is about them, but they just freaking like to open up. Yeah, I had a customer give me a Phytex. Uh, this year and it's like my favorite nut to throw it throws very good they make sweet nets there's it's bad ass that there's so many companies that make sweet cast nets and where we're at like we're limited to a maximum five foot cast net that's the biggest we can throw and it puts a cramp in your style for a lot of the Dude, different it's parts amazing if you go to like a five you know six foot net the difference up, between go a five, up to eight, yeah, an eight foot net can do anything. Flat out, catch them. Yeah, well, they're so damn fast. Yeah, and it, especially when you throw it in deep water, and they hear it hit, and they zip out. Oh yeah, but the weight too keeps it. Well, the the tape nets are the ones that really stay open. But the smallest tape net I've ever been able to find is a six. No kidding. And I actually have one. I just can't throw it here. I 
I, I don't know why you I bought a suit. Here. Well, where we're at right now, but not home. Um, I shouldn't have even bought the six. I should have just bought an eight, an eight foot tape net. If I'm going to be throwing on deep stuff, but I'm not that smart. You already knew that though. <laughs> what do you? What do you? Uh, well, Wes, you've been kind of quiet. So, what do you think about if you're sitting at the bar drinking a delicious cold bush light, and some dude sits down next to you? And we'll say the subject of fishing comes up, and he's like, oh, yeah, I catch him every time. What do you think about that guy? I have a hard time trusting the dude. See, that's where I'm at. As soon as if somebody says, I catch him every time. I'm ready for the conversation. I immediately assume they'd never catch anything. In, in our neck of the woods, from June to mid-July, we have blue cats, which are... Big spawning channels. channels yeah yeah but you don't argue that fact because they will fight you tooth and oh, nail yeah. that they are blue cats hold you at knife point i had a conversation one early morning going to work filling up my boat at the gas station with the guy and he says uh hey what's going on man hey you ever catch any shark out there and i'm like no man we don't catch any shark and just chuckled. He goes it's like, dude, I read an article. And he took me, he's like, are you serious? You've never caught one. I go, dude, I've never caught one out there. He goes, I've caught five. Look, you dead in the like, eye. Serious. Oh, dead serious. I'm like, got any pictures? And he goes, no. So you tell me you caught five sharks out of the Mississippi, but nobody took a picture. No, man, I didn't have a phone. Shark nobody agent. with you had a phone. Like, I just can't believe people... He's like, are you calling me a liar? Oh, I just... Well, I just... I had to leave. <laughs> I didn't have time for that conversation. I think what he caught was sturgeon. Small sturgeon. Sure. Yeah. And just... Assume they're sharks. Oblivious to what a shark is. I get that a little bit. Especially when I first even started... Even if you thought you had a shark, wouldn't you take a picture with it? Yeah. Yeah, I You tell me in today's day and age, you don't have a cell phone that has a camera on well, it? Well, it's been like that for well over a decade. That anybody in recent memory catches something and tells me they don't have a picture if it's anything that I they if it's story worthy to me it's picture worthy and if you don't have a it's picture to go be. up with yeah. it to me it's bullshit yeah or that's on the a true flips, fisherman or on the telling flip. stories they used to be the one that got away well I have plenty of them stories too <laughs> the flip side to that is is they do have a picture and it's about eighteen inches long but it weighs sixty pounds true true eyeballed it yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Like, if somebody wants to tell a story and they're like, yeah, it's a 60, and it's obviously not a 60. I tell people it's their fish, it's their story. Yeah. I had a little boy in my boat the other day. He's probably, I bet you, six years old, if that, maybe five five or six. He's a pretty damn young kid. But yeah. he, he's an animal, and he cranked them fish That's in. super sweet. But he catch a 10-pounder, and we wouldn't even weigh it. We just asked, asked Ken, hey, Ken, how much that fish weigh? You he, couldn't. Did you have to pronounce it that way? Could you say Ken? No, Ken. Ken. K e i n. Oh, so it is pronounced that way. Yeah, Ken. I thought you were just being redneck. And no, saying, no, no. Like, instead of Ken, it was Ken. I had a spell. He had a spell for me, so I really understood right. the whole pronunciation of the word, <laughs> the four letters. But uh, we'd be like, "Hey, Ken, how much that fish weigh?" And he'd look at it as he's talking to you within his arms, and he'd hold it like we were holding a big fifty. Right. And he'd be like. Yeah, I don't know, 50. I'm like, hey, it's his story, man. 
he'll think the rest of his life that was a 50 pound fish perfect you know? perfect yeah. and then we caught a little bit smaller one I'm like hey ken what's that one weigh maybe 40 <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome though he was dead serious too i even got yelled at when i was eating a sandwich they gave me for what me and ken were eating a sandwich he had a little six inch piece i had a six inch piece and i got to the very end of the sandwich and ran out of bread and it was just a little bit of meat and mayonnaise and lettuce on there and i just put it back in a plastic bag and zipped it up and he looked at me with the most serious face and goes you better finish that <laughs> i'm like huh did he, did he have an or what Oh no! He just looked at me. He didn't say nothing else. He just looked at me. I'm that's, like, that's I looked at his parents. I go, he's being serious. And they're like, oh yeah, he's being serious. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, but if he had a little more bread, I would have finished that piece. But we'll be all right. But it's in the bag here. If you want to finish it, no, ki- kids are awesome, man. Those are the people you love to take out. Like, I had I had my first five year old boat the other day. Did you? Yep, six hour trip. She she handled it like a champ. Um, not every kid's built the same, not no, every kid's I've, geared the same. This kid. People so ask me about ages to bring, and I'm just like, it depends on the kid. Yes. What they can handle. Absolutely. I have a nine-year-old that can do it, no problem, and I got a nine-year-old that can't do yep. it. Yep. And I've had nine-year-olds that can't. I've had nine-year-olds that can in my short time on the water as a guide. Yep. But this five-year-old, well, what, what the real trick was, um, she didn't know how to cast a spinning rod. Like she, she had experience with push buttons, you know, but, um, put a spinning rod in her hand and kind of walked her through it. And after about five or six times, she kind of started getting the hang of it, but started liking it. Right. And then she worked at it and then got pretty decent at it. And her first bomb cast, she was just like, Oh, how far did you think that went? How far did you think that went? I'm it's like, not even about the fish anymore. It's about how far I can get this thing out exactly. there. Exactly. And but the biggest thing was she was wrapped up in that for hours. Oh yeah. And then there it worked out good because every we were we were trolling for channel cats, and every thirty minutes to an hour, rod would go down. It wasn't the most productive day, but with her casting and the occasional fish that bit. She'd cast, then she'd be reeling one in. Then she'd be casting for a half hour or whatever. Then she'd be reeling one in. Worked out perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kept her busy. Yep. Kept her busy. Kept her interested and entertained. And most importantly for her dad, wore her ass out. And she fell asleep oh, on the way home. I get barely. so many pictures from parents at the end of the trip. The kid get, in the back seat just, seat just out. Yep. yep. You're like, you did your job, man. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the fish or whatever at that point yeah. in time. They're just, yeah. just enjoying a little quiet moment. So uh, here's one, and I'm going to ask you this question just to make you explain it on podcast I'm, I format. Might not. No, you're going to. <laughs> what? Uh, so when you uh, are cutting bait, you wear gloves. I, uh, you know, I I did for a while, but gloves are so ridiculous expensive. I haven't been wearing them for the last week. How How and, is that going? Uh, I mean, every cut and everything's got bait in it my nails got bait in right. it. it's, just, it's i have fixes for that i'll tell you about it in a second but man, i gotta get what uh, special tools out to get this crap out that's of what hands. i'm saying i got fixes for that what uh what what brought about the gloves originally though uh probably my wife okay okay i just wanted to hear you say that she likes clean hands you know well and you can't i guess you can't <laughs> knock her you know it can't be like no, that's stupid. no i get it i started wearing gloves i what, I get made I, fun of quite a bit. So I shouldn't even make fun of you. What I should do is take a step back and say it's very admirable how devoted you were 
and apparently not anymore. But no, at, I don't care. for a long stretch of wearing gloves. Oh yeah, yeah, it was pretty impressive because I would have lasted fifteen minutes, maybe. Like you cut bait one time, and then you get a bite, and you're dealing with something else, and then you're cutting bait. I'm like, I could put gloves on. This would be a lot smoother if I didn't. Yeah, I I still got gloves in my boat, but it kind of went to that, and I was like, screw it, it is what it is. But it was kind of nice wearing gloves for a while because you literally pull your gloves off, and your hands are as clean as can be. Yeah, no scrubbing, no Brillo pads, no freaking tire brushes, no. Well, what I was gonna get at, basically the same thing you're talking about. I I had a dish brush. Like one that's made for br- scrubbing dishes. Not a Brillo pad, but a brush. That's not even good enough. That's that's what I've done. It's treated me pretty good. Parts cleaner. Well, I mean, when you're... The, what's the orange uh, with the pumice stone in oh, it? Uh, Active orange? Or, that uh, would probably help out a lot. It yeah. does knock out some of the scent. But what I'll do is I'll brush all the stuff out of my nails. And then um, fish defunk works really good. Hmm. And I'm not affiliated with them, but if they want to send me like He's a dozen sponsored. bottles, I'd be totally cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> Just a dozen? Well, that would last me. They last a while, man. Like, I've had one that's lasted me about a year. So okay. I go through about one a year. It's $8 or $9 investment that lasts you a year, and it, yeah. it works pretty good. They can make a river certified one. Straight heat. Straight heat. It's got put Tabasco some, in put it. Put some cayenne in there. Yeah. Get your hands a little Really feel up. all the cuts in your hand. Yeah. yeah. Don't rub your eyes either. No, it lets you know where you need to put Band-Aids. <laughs> Do you fish for anything other than catfish? Uh, just paddlefish. That's it. Um, When's the I mean, last don't, time you don't get me wrong. I used to bass fish and well, stripe fish. Let's take a step back. Yeah. When's the last time you guided or fished for something other than catfish or paddlefish? Never. Guiding? No. All strictly right, so catfish. guiding never. When's the last time you fished for something other than catfish or paddlefish? Or have you ever just fished well, for paddlefish? Have by you ever, myself? Yeah. Have you ever not guided before you started guiding yeah, for Yeah. Them? Yeah. I used to run down there, and we'd do a day trip and go catch a few fish and come back and probably do one more time. You're allowed four, four total – well, not four a season, but four in your possession so we could do one day and get our limit and then mm-hmm. go a week later and get another two and stuff. Sure. So, you just eat them up. And... Just eat them up. Um, no, before that, we just went shark fishing down in Panama City. But Oh, yeah, that does count as not catfish, even though it's pretty much catfishing. Pretty much, without yeah. the whiskers. Um. No, before that, well, last year I was crappie fishing a little bit down at the lake. Really? Yeah, when I had some free time between trips. Well, that's when COVID hit hard, so my right. trips got cut short because people were were nervous, and I get it. But, uh, yeah, I had some free time, so we go out and shoot docks and uh, throw some jigs at the bank, and we had some fun. You going to get panoptics for shooting docks? No, but I am thinking about getting it for a uh, spoonbill. I think that would be really fun. So a dude, Stu Miller total angling experience yeah he has a video i watched that video of him sharp shooting an 80 whatever spoonbill he chased it for like a mile i think he said i don't i don't know i know he's one of them he had a chase for a while but i think that'd be cool i'm sure he did but that would be yeah definitely i see some guys down there doing it and it definitely intrigues me and i'd like to i mean that's got to be something else is to hit that fish and it's it's that's a irritated creature <laughs> well i feel like any of them that get hit would be well, irritated. Any, yeah definitely any of them but i mean them, them spoonbill their initial run can be pretty 
impressive. Yeah. yeah. But after the initial run, they're pretty much shot. Do you think it, panoptics is applicable to what you do right now for cats? For cat fishing, um, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to do in a dirty, dirty, dirty. Well, the sediment doesn't affect. Won't it. affect. Not, yeah, I mean, I know nothing about it. I've never well, used least, it. Never. Well, I've never even been in a boat with it. With I've seen fish that big, like the sediment will cloud. Will the, will the current affect that, anything? I don't. I can't imagine the current would. And then what's the depth? I mean, most of these guys are using this thing for crappie and semi-shallow water. I see dudes using it for lake trout through the ice, and yeah. that's pretty deep. Okay, I haven't seen that, so I don't know what they're capable of. But I want to get it. But it's you know at the same time you got a you know three thousand dollar unit plus the panoptics or whatever you need another fifteen hundred and another battery. I mean, what are you going to have? Five grand in a setup. Sounds like you need to uh, do some land-based shark fishing guides. I, trips. I, yeah, I'd like to maybe get into that one of these days. <laughs> Make enough money to get paid optics. Well, so the, one of the reasons I asked you that was kind of selfish because I put Garmin everything on my boat with the intention of eventually adding pan optics. I could see. I mean, I could see it for myself too in certain situations, but especially for you for flatheads. I mean, going to those brush piles and seeing it fish. I have a hard time imagining you'd be able to see that fish. No, I've I've been around. Live and I don't scope. know, and that's the thing. I, I, there's certain things I got to try with it. Like you'll see something moving through it, right? But not see the actual fish like a crappie on top of a brush pile, right? Like when you're shooting crappies through standing timber, you have the tree and then you have the blob next to it right. that you throw at, and then the blob moves towards your bait and you see it eat right. it in real time, which is pretty badass. But with flatheads, I imagine a thick brush pile, it'd be pretty tough to see anything down, in down the, there. But, but even if it's not thick, like a tree itself is pretty complex. You have the main trunk, you have branches coming off of it, and you have a fish mixed up in that some way, and you have a bait mixed up in that some way. Where, I don't know, maybe you'd be able to see some of that. But even if you did see it, like, what are you going to do about it? Right. If he eats it, he eats it. If he don't, he don't. I guess. You yeah, but know. just to know that. Yep, he's there. But most of them places, you do know they're there. Yeah, he and, is the captain. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the captain now. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty then. No. Um, most of them places, you genuinely have a pretty good idea where the fish are, and you even have a pretty good idea where they're set up at. Right. And maybe I'd look. I'm not going to say maybe. I'd absolutely learn some things with pan optics, because. I'm sure a lot of those situations, the fish is not tucked under the trunk of the tree. They're sitting right on damn top of it. Right. And they might even come down to eat a bait if they're real tuned up. And to be able to see that on live scope kind of opens the door like, oh, that happens a lot. And I had no idea. But um, I don't know. I just. I'd like to try it. But at the same time, it's a that's a huge expense just to go try something. Yeah, it'd be and sweet if, it if you do could do anything for me. I mean, the only benefit I would have is for finding bait. What if you could? Well, that would be a big one if you're getting shad. And my biggest one would be wipers, which would be like chasing shad. That seems obvious to me, but to have a buddy that you can slap it on your boat real quick just to try it out would be sweet. So when are you get one? Um, when I I don't know. As soon as you're sponsored. Yeah, as soon as this podcast is sponsored, I will get. A, or really sponsored. <clears throat> Garmin. Yeah. As soon as you yeah. sell enough straight heat stickers. Yeah. Well, it takes more than I don't think three is going to get you there. No. 50 ain't going to get me there. <laughs> Got to bump those numbers up. Uh, this sponsor, or this this podcast is kind of sponsored by Waterland. 
Um, if I sell a lot more sunglasses through them, then what glasses? Right there, you're looking at them. Might might have just sold a pair. <laughs> but um, eventually, I'd like to get it. You know, I I think it would have applications in other realms that I'm not even aware of because that I'd find out the more I used it, but. Right now, the obvious one to me is wipers and then maybe flatheads and who knows what else. Yeah, I wish I was more of a multi-species guy. It would definitely help on a no, day. No, I do. No, you you said talk about pulling your hair out and getting skunked. You're on the yeah, river. Yeah, but when I... When but the, you're on the river every day chasing blues. fish and you, biting, and, huh. but I can go do something else. Yeah, that's true. It, it, would, it would... But you have better grasp of that certain species than, say, I do on a lot of the ones I chase. Like I'll be chasing flatheads one day and then another day it's smallmouth and that then makes another it tough day it's walleyes. Species, but and I'm re I feel like I'm rigging rods all See, the I, time. Yeah, that I hate that. I like going out there one species and everything's rigged for that. That's like the spoonbill. People ask me if I can do catfish trips too down there and I'm sure I could. I don't see why I couldn't. But at the same time, I'm rigged and ready for one thing, and I want to keep it that way. You want to fish for catfish, you come to St. Louis and fish with me. You want to fish for paddlefish, you go to the Ozarks and fish with me. I get people who want to do paddlefish up here. Uh, we have them, but I don't want to do them up here. I want to do them down there where I know the water better for the, that yeah. species. And when you're switching up between one species and another, it makes it tough. Yeah, especially if you do one one species for a straight week or two, and then all of a sudden you get one day somebody wants this species, where you're like, shoot. See, I that's what I run into. Where I, I do fish for this in a while. It's flatheads for a week, and then someone's like, let's chase white bass, or let's chase hybrids, or let's chase smallies, and then you insert that in, and I'm like, shit, they should be doing this. right. I don't have time to go down there and check yeah. because I was flathead fishing till midnight last night, and I got to be on the water by six yeah. tomorrow. So that's tough. I do my best. Finger, like honestly, I've had success in all of them to some degree. But if I had to say the most rewarding is when you do the, your week of flathead trips, and then you're like, oh, let's chase smallies. And then you're on the water for smallies, anticipating a pattern, and it comes together. You feel like the smartest freaking man oh, in the world. <laughs> yeah, when you when you can put it together and you you kill it, I mean, you're on top of the world. That's that the the last smallie trip I did was like that. Like I had been running flatheads, 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 and then the dude's like, "I want wipers," and I'm like, "The river's too low. I can't get you there." But we could chase smallies. I'm pretty sure I feel good that we could chase smallies. And then we went out for them and we beat them up on small fish for the first half. And then the last half, we got like a 12 incher, then right. a 15, then an 18, and then caught a 20. You're like, man, I'm, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yep. I'm, I'm the smartest I'm man good. on the damn world. And <laughs> then the next day, nothing. And then the next day, you go flat fishing. You're like, right. oh, I just blanked for the first time in 16 trips. That hurt. Uh huh. Yeah. Highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Yep. Have you, uh, so what is the strangest? Real quick question. Did, did you write all these questions down in the last hour on the way down here? Yeah. I did. I did. <laughs> you did? Yeah. He was driving and yeah. he was giving out stuff for you to jot down. Well, no, you, you wrote down a bunch yeah, of Yeah, we were spitballing back and forth yeah. what was, we were going to ask you. It was a very uh, good team building activity, yeah. I think, on the way down. You were almost directly targeted the whole time. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> well, I mean... We came down here to, to hang out with you. So, did you? 
Yeah. Just me, huh? As much as we can. I mean, you have a you have a busy schedule, and you know you you have stuff you have to take care of. So. What if I want to go fishing tomorrow? Let's go fishing tomorrow. <laughs> I'm fishing tomorrow. You want to go fishing tomorrow? I'm thinking about it. Let's go fishing tomorrow. Targeting flatheads. Um, if you want, could target some flatheads. Could I'd like to catch some fish, so we should probably fish for things other than flatheads. <laughs> Not too confident. That's flatheads. Yeah. Well, especially, I'd love to, to well, that's the, the struggle for me. So where I live, it's predominantly, well, it's not predominantly, it's entirely small river flathead right. fishing. And for me to play around with big water flathead fishing, which I am infatuated with, like, I, I would say it goes, I don't can't say it goes beyond infatuation because I haven't had a successful trip, but to come down to big water and figure out flatheads on true big water. Yeah. That is so intriguing. It feels yeah. like the lost city of gold that but you're looking such, for. It's so much, such a time investment. It's such a financial investment to come down here. The idea of blanking, because that's what flathead fishing's like. Like on the best of trips, if you catch one fish every six hours, you're doing damn good. Oh yeah. And it might be two pounds, it might be 52 pounds. You don't know. But if you get one of them every six hours, I'm going to tell you right now, if you average that, you're a damn good flathead fisherman. Yeah. So to come down to a place that's completely unknown with the hopes that you're average, or not average, above average, damn good, that's asking a lot. There's going to be some trial. There's going to be a lot of error. And it's going to take Nobody some- fishes from around here, hardly. If it is, it's trot liners. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Like rod and reel guys... Or or after blues down here. I mean, every once in a while I get lucky and catch a flat, but we ain't targeting a flat. It's if I just... lived down here, my time would at least be split. Yeah. And then as I developed a pattern for flatheads through a variety of water conditions, I would fly, see myself erring back towards flatheads. Yeah. But He'd get another shiv run. Oh, it's rewarding. You get a good one on. I mean, that's, I don't know. That's uh, To me, that's one of the, I love my blues. Don't get me wrong. That's what I, I, do all the time pound for pound it's not even comparable well we caught a couple decent flatheads you know in that 40 pound range that would i mean just flat up whoop you yeah no and then i suppose everything's exaggerated and current because like oh small small rivers there's not a lot of current and in fact the majority of the places that i catch flatheads have even less current which is something you might look into and think about if you want to target a few Flathead areas have less current. And I'm we, not saying that... Caught, the biggest one I've ever caught was 49 pounds. Yeah. And there was no current. So the, I mean... But it... I, I just had a conversation with the customer. He's like, so these big blues, you know, do they pull drag? Oh, yeah. You know, they pull a little drag. It's not like nothing crazy, but right. yeah, you'll get them to pull some drag. And all of a sudden, I, I mean, an hour or two later, I don't know what it was. It was the last fish we caught just toying with the rods and finally it got enough tension on it i said just reel on it real fast see what mm-hmm. happens when he got that thing tight it took off it was i've never i've never had a fish on like that well you, I, you don't it, fish for real fish so it's oh, nice Jesus to uh, finally figure it out <laughs> does he got room to bury his truck to sleep tonight <laughs> i do i've slept in <laughs> yeah, i'm sure it's you fine. have plenty of time <laughs> you'll be all right um it was mean. I was like, I don't even know what we got. Right. Usually I can kind of tell, you know, oh, this is going to be a channel kit. Yeah, it's, that's probably the way flatheads mess with stuff. Mike's probably a flathead. Yeah. I've been wrong a couple of times and gotten 
scolded by some customers like you don't know your fish <laughs> when it's biting on the hook but uh flatheads make things you tough. can't see through the water the big no the big tail no, that's big what tail tail optics are for is uh, there i have to give me one of those <laughs> is the head shakes man like the rod just buckles repeatedly because yeah. that fish is down there and he's shaking that big ass head back and forth back right. and forth and that rod is just bending each time he freaking well, does. I know it. I had to free up and use my troll motor to go yep. after this fish. And I then mean, they, he was going. And then I'm they like, book it. I don't even know what we got, dude. Hundred pound blue, like this. This thing's acting crazy. I've never had a fish act like yep. this. And then sometimes you run into tuned up ones. On top of that, well, and then I don't know. That's something to be said too. Like different fish have different personalities. So last oh, time each I, one I fought many of blues that are night and day difference. And well, I just think of that last trip. I I caught that one that was like mid forties. He kicked my butt, man. Like he fought real hard. And then I caught that one that was seventy, and it was not that spectacular. Well, right. we, yeah. we went down south. He caught that forty two that fought like a two until it got to the boat, and then it was like, no, I don't want to go there. Yep. Well, then for the flyheads too. Uh, two weeks ago, I had a crazy night, caught six flatheads in an hour and a half, which is like nothing I'd ever oh, seen man, in my the life. Legend. Well, you've spent Spencer enough Bauer. spent enough time on the water. You he's, see some he's crazy here stuff. in my dining room right now. I can't even. I don't even understand You're, what I did to I'm deserve this. Fanboyed over here, <laughs> but uh, but I doubled the, and the the caught a few channel cats mixed in too even which was kind of odd even beyond just the amount of flatheads but i doubled up and one happened to be a channel cat ended up being five six seven pounds so um, a respectable fish a fish to pay attention to but i also had another fish on the line at the same time that kind of felt like there was some weight but it was coming in funny and i got the channel cat in and as I got the channel cat in, I kind of tried to drag him up on shore and focus more on the other fish. And once I I put some slack in the line and came tight and then got the fish close to the bank. And it was, you know, conservatively saying a 40 to 60 pound flathead that had played possum with me the whole way in and did literally nothing. Mm -hmm. And then once he got to the bank and felt some sand rub in his belly, he did a freaking cartwheel through the water and spit the hook. Oh, yeah. But like I would, if you would have said it was that large, through ninety percent of the fight, I would have said no way. And uh, then you see that fish, and it's just like, yeah, where the hell has this been? I've called fish wrong. The other day, actually, we had. I mean, it wasn't nothing huge, but I think we had about a thirty pounder on, and it didn't act like a thirty pounder. And I half-ass seen it roll the surface. I'm like, yeah, he ain't, he ain't that big, but it's a you know okay fish. And as it got closer, it really started digging and doing sure. its thing. And then, then it popped its head up. I'm like, that's a pretty damn good fish. Right. Oh, shit. That wasn't yeah. what I was expecting. Sure. I had a customer cancel me one day, and I went fishing. And I think the first fish I put in the boat was like 70-something pounds. I'm like, well, this guy you know, lost out, and I was pumped over that. And then the next fish whooped me. I'm like, oh, my God. did I? Do I have a bigger one on? Right. 30 pounds. Yeah. 30 <laughs> pounds and wore me out i'm like yeah they each one's got a different personality yeah. for sure it's, and it's so it's accentuated so much more when you're talking about fish of that size or at least because if you have if you're talking about percentages you know a 30 we'll say a 30 to an 80 
is what, 40%. And then you have a bluegill, a one pound to a 0.4 pound. And if the 0.4 pound fights harder than the one pound, you don't really notice that much because it's a bluegill on yeah. an ultralight, you know? You got one hand on your rod. You're just right. You're in a, on not it. talking trash on bluegills. And I'm sure if you really paid attention, you could notice, but my attention span's really short. And we know that. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't hardly tell the difference. I just try to get them in the bait tank as quick as I can. But, uh, do you get turtled down here in big water? Oh, my Lord. Oh, I don't even want to talk about this right now, really. I've never caught a turtle out there. Never. What? No? I, you never I, have turtles so rubbing your bait? That statement was true up until yesterday. What, why would you even lead off with that, that you've never caught a get, turtle until get, you caught a turtle yesterday? I get yesterday. asked this almost a daily basis how many turtles I've caught out here. I'm like, yeah. I just look at. The I was just curious. Compared to like our little river, we get turtled uh, all I'm, the time. I'm, I'm fishing. Did I ask you what the weirdest thing a client's ever asked you is? Not yet. But before I forget, okay, go back to your turtle thing. I got short memory span. Yep, I can relate. And, go, uh, keep going. So everybody always asks me about these turtles. I'm like, no, no, we fish pretty heavy current. You're not really gonna get a turtle out here in this current like that. And uh, at least I don't think you are. I've never caught one, so in my eyes, no. We're not going to catch turtle. Alston, a rod goes off yesterday after two people. My first trip asked me, and then my second trip asked me. And what did I catch? A turtle. A freaking soft shell. Yeah. That probably had a, you know, I don't even, I don't even know. It was... Uh, Should have seen the one I caught Friday. I bet he would have made yours look like a little he baby. He probably would have, but I've never caught one. So to me, this was big out there. I'm like, well, I don't even know where this fish... And what a, he didn't. I don't brag about much. He didn't. But I'll brag bite. about this turtle. But he must have swam across my hook, and his back leg got caught in it. That's what. So what I, I think they do is they grab the bait because even in heavy current, they're right on the bottom. Right. So I think they grab the bait with their their front feet and pull it into their mouth, and then they get hooked in the paw. Right. I don't have a camera down there. I don't know, but it happens so damn much. Pan that, optics. That was. <laughs> <laughs> Just another right. reason to get pan All right, I'm sold. <laughs> That's I can a see turtle. if it's a turtle. Pull That's them a up. Turtle. All right, so what's the either like the strangest, weirdest, or maybe most common question clients ask you? Uh, most common questions. How are, long you been fishing down here? Yeah, how long you been fishing? Are you born and raised here? How long you been guiding for? How long you been fishing for? Um. Do you mind the small talk? I kind of no, enjoy it a little it, bit. No, I, I do enjoy it. I mean, it's repetitive, but it's that's part of guiding, and people are interested. I mean, I do the same thing to my shark guide. I ask them all the same questions. <laughs> so, Did you feel like thinking about that? Oh, as soon mind? as it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, yeah. It's the same stuff people ask me. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right, though, because so, it's, it's... Do you ever get any weird ones? Weird questions? Yeah. Um... Nothing that sticks out. I think like you ever use, like you ever use chicken breast. Oh, people ask me that. Yeah, I get that a lot. Or cherry, cherry Kool Aid chicken. I don't know why that's such a hot topic. I, you know what? Or hot dogs. I'm not a. If you well, want to bring hot dogs, it, if you want to bring it, I mean, I'll throw it on a hook for you and just see what it does. You might make me a believer. I don't know, but I'm just not seeing it. I I had a client who brought it, and I threw it on a hook. And the fishing was garbage. Really? Yeah. And uh, I'm not saying it's because of the cherry Kool-Aid. 
chicken, but I will say it was on half the rods. And half? No, in my boat you get one. You're not gonna get the rest of them. You can I try put, it on one. I think. Well, maybe. Maybe I'm just trying to like justify the shitty fishing trip in my blame own it, mind. Blame it on chicken. Yeah, blame it on the chicken. Not the guide. It was. Uh, <laughs> we caught one fish in a situation where we should have definitely caught way more fish. And yeah. There was chicken on at least one rod. And I, I, I've, I've seen the pictures of people that are firm believers, and they do have success. There's absolutely people, and I feel like, and it blows my more, mind that they do. But it's more blue do. cat countries where you see it. Where I'm at, it's it's hot dogs. See, I know a guy personally that that. Uh, He'll fish up here, and he's brought it, and he won't catch him on it. But if you get fresh, natural bait out of the river, you catch fish. Yeah. But when he goes to the Lake of the Ozarks, he swears by his cherry Kool-Aid chicken. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm saying, did you? I I made a video of me using turkey because it was around. I posted the video around Thanksgiving. I'm like, I'll use turkey for bait, and um, I didn't catch shit on it. Well, I had fresh bait on another day on, with a customer, and he is, had his little uh, snack sticks with him. Yep. And uh, he he's like, I, I want to put this on one hook. I'm like, I mean, it's your trip. That's what you want to do. Yeah. I guess go for <laughs> yeah. it. But I don't see it happening. But if it does happen, I hope you have a whole pack of those. <laughs> no, no we'll kidding. be putting these on every hook. Right. Funny story about bait like that. When I was a little kid, I went fishing with my buddy and his dad, and he didn't uh, – he didn't have enough white jigs for me to fish with a white jig for walleye. Well, I had string cheese, and he made fun of me and made fun of me, and I used white string cheese. And guess what? I was caught the only him? one that caught walleye. Really? Yeah, on white string cheese. Huh. Only caught three, but he didn't catch anything. Yeah, so I on his a- fancy jigs and his fancy pole, <laughs> I had a little... White, the white come. jigs are so damn fancy. Come on. I, I might laugh at you with some of the baits that people talk about, but I mean, if it works, it works. I well, mean, I was like nine years old, and I was just like, fine, I'll yeah. just use this. Yeah, he put a piece of his uh, long jager stick, his venison stick or whatever it was on his hook. I'm just like, Jesus, really? Don't but, tell me it got him. No, we never caught one. Okay. But I do have a good story that still goes along with it. All right. We had a very slow day. And I told him the bite's going to be tough. I, I could probably get you a couple few small fish. And when I say small, we're talking like 5 to 10 pound blues. I don't know what it is. There's been more small fish this year than I've ever seen. Hopefully that's a good sign, but I don't know. I haven't seen this. Or maybe there's a population shift where you got a bunch of little guys up here. Some, something's different it's this year for tell. sure. Yeah. But I was like, let's take a gamble, and I'm going to go to a whole different section of the river and where I think I might be able to get you a decent fish. Now, sure. it's always a gamble. You never know when the good big one's going to hit. So we make this long run, and uh, we get up there, and I'm fishing my section. And we caught a 16, so I'm like, hey, yeah. It's yeah. a start. Bigger. Skunks out of the boat. Yep. Keep going, keep going. We lost. Uh, we had one bouncer rod. Didn't get him. Keep going, keep going. Bam. One hits, and it's peel and drag, and he's going straight out to the center of the river. I go, this is a good fish. I don't know what it is. This is a good fish. And he stayed digging. The customer was huffing and puffing, sweating, trying to get this thing to come up. Finally gets him. 71 pounds. Bam. Awesome. That's what I came here for. On hot dogs. Just no. No <laughs> hot dogs. <laughs> Bubble gum. Fresh, fresh bait from the river. And uh, <clears throat> I hope his buddy ain't listening to this podcast. So his, his buddy's talking. Up, you know, when I cut this this bait up, I cut the gut pocket out on this particular bait. I do not like the gut pocket. 
I want just meat. Mm-hmm. Meat. Put that meat on the hook. That's typically what I'm going to catch a fish on. I know some guys use like shad gut pockets and stuff. Well, you got to keep in mind the time of year you're fishing. Yeah. Like that's more of a cold water type deal. But the guts of this fish, it's just if if you see it, it's a different, it's just weird. It's, it's, I don't you're know. talking about the Asian yeah. carps. Yeah. It looks like it's, spaghetti. It's strings. just spaghetti. Yeah. You're like, yeah, it's pretty Poop, nasty. Poopy spaghetti. Gross. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the reasons I wear gloves because that stuff cakes on her. So anyway, his buddy in the boat is sitting there, and, and he ain't getting a bite, and he's looking at all the gut pockets I got, and he goes, what if we put the guts on the hook and drag it across the river and put the scent in the river to attract the cats? And I said, kind of like putting bait on our hook with scent? <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know. Right. Why don't you just let me do the fishing around here? And then he looks at another spot, and he sees this spot off to the bank he goes do you think there's any fish over there and i'm just like i mean there's fish all over this river i'm sure there is why wouldn't there be well don't you think we should fish over there i said didn't we just put a 71 pound cat in the boat where i'm fishing yeah then why would you want to go over there there's obviously fish where i'm fishing and we just caught a stud fish i mean you just don't come across fish like that every trip right not even every you know it's you catch one like that every few weeks, you're, you're doing something. If if I catch one tomorrow, I'm going to do a cartwheel down the boat. I'm sure you will. Yeah. <laughs> After I told you I've been doing shitty the last few days, you'll go out and prove me wrong that they're out there. Well, right. We'll make sure to tell you. Probably right, probably right in one of my spots. They're you know? still in the water. Oh, they're there. Yeah. I'm sure they're there somewhere. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just funny. This guy's telling me where to fish, and we just caught fish there was a a dude who commented on one of my youtube videos and uh he it was one of one of the first guide videos i posted up which i've only i think i've only posted two but he commented and said props to you for trying to do the flathead guiding thing i did it for a long time i quit after the trip where clients put a 57 in the boat and complained that they only caught one fish I mean, you Dude, can't, I've you never, can't satisfy everybody. You can't, but that I've, I've had, I've never had. I mean, if somebody complained to me that they only caught one fish after we put a fifty-seven in the boat, I'm not an angry person. I don't hold grudges. I don't get worked up. I would politely instruct them to never book a trip with me again and to suck it. <laughs> oh by the way yeah suck it yeah <laughs> a lot of people don't get a shot at a 57 i've never caught Dude, a 57 a tank yeah I my mean, biggest document is a 55 and i was some people like to the moon and back yeah. on a 55 yeah, oh, mine's yeah. mid 30s on a flathead yeah awesome and you were ecstatic over that oh yeah i'd yeah. lost my mind about it yeah yeah yeah, some people I don't know where they come from and how they they think everything works, but uh, yeah, if I catch one, just one giant, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm completely happy. Anything else today is just a pure bonus. Nope. And if we don't get one, you better respect that fish. That was a giant. And yeah, not very few people get to go catch fish like that. I will tomorrow. Can't I, wait. Yeah, well, I know, but you're. You're Spencer Bauer, you know? You're kind I, of a local I, legend I around do know. here. I'm a legend amongst 
Straight heat amongst two people All right day, now. every day. One day I can be like him. All right. So, so much heat, his transmission was hot. It was. When I was trying to back my boat up your steep your ass Your Tacoma? Drive, yeah. <laughs> the, I, I got a warning sign that the old... No, it's it's a Tundra. Our Tundra. Okay. That, even the, still, yeah. Tundra's no, a even, big one. Yeah. I got the warning sign that the transmission fluid got hot. Yeah, I was kind of like... I don't know. Something's been intriguing me about the, the Tundras lately. I don't know, man. But if I can't back a boat up my driveway... <laughs> Well, in its defense, and I have no affiliation. It has a defense. I don't. I don't give a crap about the truck as far as like defending its reputation. But to add, um, I guess, context to the situation, it. Uh, I backed it up and stopped, and backed it up and stopped, and also drove six hours here up and down, yeah. all around. So I don't know if that. I I've I've never. I haven't pulled very many 20-plus foot boats around in my life. I don't know what's normal. I don't know what What size expect. is your boat? It's 2072. She's a I know some guys She's are... hefty. Yeah, but there's a lot of guys now pulling the, the Pro Cats and the uh, the Pro Guides with the Tundra. I'm sure they are. Probably ain't got a driveway like mine, but... Yeah, yeah. Props to you for backing yours up and getting it where it's at. I mean, every day it that's does the that. first thing I said to Spencer when we got <clears> here. <throat> Ford. <clears throat> I'm not a Ford well. guy. There ain't nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Honestly, I think there's more to the per. And I don't want to give you any more credit credit than I have to, but I will in this moment. There's more towards the individual who's backing it up. If I would have whipped it in there, slickered and whatever. Yeah, I get a running start at it and just go with it. See, that was my problem. I, you know, I stop on that hill a lot to readjust and push it back up, and it I don't, I've never had that. That's weird. I don't know. I never had it either. You know, huh. All right. you All were right. you also weren't trying to thread a needle like Spencer. Try, yeah, you kind of have to on the side of the garage. Well, right? yeah, I gotta get on the side of the garage. He was just backing up to the cars. Now, yeah. I thought he, so, I thought he was good enough and get him in between the cars. No, you should. Well, not I think he got a little leery, and he's like, I, "We'll I just keep it right." I here. don't think Mama could have well, gotten her car tomorrow morning if he would have left it there. <laughs> yeah, I had it where it would have been fine for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you want to know what his driveway looks like, uh, just look at a picture of Mount Everest, and that's that's pretty much Jason's driveway. When you're on the top of your game, you live on top of a mountain. That's right. I say, yeah, that's when you're a big shot. <laughs> if you're someone who spends a lot of time outside, and since you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you probably are. Sunglasses are super important, and Waterlane sunglasses are my personal favorite. They're super comfortable. I mean, I have a pair on right now. can barely even tell they're there, other than the fact that you know everything's a little bit darker. But seriously, they don't pinch your head behind your ears like a lot of sunglasses do. So you don't have to take them off every couple hours, you know, and massage that spot behind your ears. Wearing them all day is no big deal. They have they have awesome lenses too. I mean, they cut glare like no other. They're practically like putting on fish X-ray vision, and you'll look great in them. My favorite frames are the Ashers. I like how the sides are a little bit wider. You know, keeps that little bit more of that glare out of your eyes and helps you see in the water a little bit better. And you don't have to squint your eyes all day. And, you don't have that fatigue, which is, is really nice. And if you want to help support this podcast, you can use promo code RC10 at checkout. And that'll save you 10% off on your sweet sweet new shades. And you'll help support the River Certified Podcast. I really appreciate it. All right, one more question. 
and then we'll get into the old last cast. But uh, do you have any river pet peeves or being on the water pet peeves? Like if you're like, that guy did that or that chick did that, that really chaps me. Uh, I think what gets me the most and hopefully nobody takes offense to it because it is what it is. I'm on repeat all day long when we're drift fishing on where to keep your rod at, where to keep the, you know, straight up and down with tension. You still want it skipping bottom a little bit. Um, and I'll look over and the person is just dragging it along the bottom. I'm like, Hey, give it a reel. But that's for, that's a client pet peeve though. I'm talking yeah. about just being on the water. Like you see oh. somebody doing something. You give me specifics. You said a pet peeve. That's one of no, my. No, I pet said peeves. pet peeve on the water. Like that's... you can see trash on the bank. Or... Oh, that drives me nuts. People at the boat ramp leaving their trash drives me nuts. Having a bonfire on the ramp. You have that down here. I've. Uh, they had a bonfire the other day. It was with a car. <laughs> you saw? I saw a car on fire a couple weeks ago. Did you? Right on the side of the interstate. This one was just... Two in the morning. This I was, want to know the story behind that. This was just over the uh, flood wall there. It was just billowing smoke. And I'm like, what are they burning? It was a car. It was a car. Like, St. Louis. like somebody lit it, the car oh, on fire? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, this, back an alley. this was on the side of a highway. Like, I have no idea what started this fire, but I kind of want to know. Hmm. I don't really care about much, but I'm, I'm intrigued. You're intrigued by that one? I am intrigued by that one. How did it happen? Yeah, I just want to know how it started. That's all. When we were kids, we had a bunch of crackheads burning copper under the bridge, and it was billowing over the top of the bridge. Well, they heard the fire whistle go off, and they all fled. We were down there fishing, and the fire department showed up, and we're like, uh, we don't know. They were burning stuff, and they left. Like, it wasn't you guys? Sure they were. And it was like, all right, cool. And they like made sure the fire was out and left. That was it? And then we took our fishing rods and hooked all their copper wire and took it home. So we took all the, took crack- all the copper. Yeah, we took all the crackheads' copper wire and took it home and scrapped it. At least somebody made some money off of it. Now my thing. All right, so here's a situation that bothered me, and I wouldn't say this is a specific thing that is a pet peeve. Although if somebody kept doing it, it pissed me off. I do. I even want to like describe the boat. It was, it was some dude, dudes, it was a party of people in like a 30 to 34 foot Baja sport boat. Come flying by you? No, worse. Come slow rolling by you? No, worse. I was... Come slow rolling by you throwing eggs? Worse. Damn, what could it be? They did donuts around me. (laughs) I'm not even messing with you. I'm definitely going fishing tomorrow. I'm going to find you guys. I'm, no, this you, I wouldn't even give a shit if you did that because your boat weighs like one-tenth as much as this thing did. And there it was had American flag wrap around it. America. America with an F Biden flag on the back of it. And these kids, they were freaking kids. Were you pissed or you? Just, I was pissed. I was you? livid. I didn't show it. I didn't let it show oh, because I was. It was a, a thumbs up. I so was let getting, it eat. I was on a guide trip. I had a dad and his seven year old. That's why you carry a pistol. Uh, yeah, I, I do carry shout a pistol. Out some guys down south before. I do carry a pistol. Um, 
I was not going to fire it at them over that. You fire it at them. Whatever. That would be wrong. You understand you what brandishing is, right? But, you know, a couple rounds going off might stop the situation. Yeah. You shout America and they'll understand. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I had this dad and a seven-year-old in the boat. And we're freaking... It's, I mean, it's a 20-foot boat. It's not small. Felt like we were in a washing machine. Just going <laughs> up and down. And they ripped two of them around us. And they were just staring at us. They weren't waving. They weren't like... America. So if they know, would have waved, everything would have been totally fine. Would have been better. <laughs> you know, they were just awkwardly staring at us the whole time. When Did they you wave? No. Not a one finger wave? I thought about it, but then I looked at the seven year old in the boat and I'm like, I <clears throat> probably doesn't need to see that. I was a little more colorful in my experience. Yeah, we, but you. It was it me was and my girlfriend. Situation. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have clients. You weren't paying people. No. <laughs> Yeah, we were tied up, anchored, and these people were in a cabin cruiser, and they were ripping donuts up river and washed a big log off the bank, and they floated down with it and watched it float right into my anchor line. Like, float right into it, and it was like, thanks for the heads up. See, that honestly wouldn't have bothered me as much. The fact that they were staring at me as they did donuts around me is what bothered me. Like, if you do something inadvertently and an accident happens... But to look what at What was your me, facial expression while this oh, was going Oh, I have no idea. All I was thinking about was like how pissed off I was. And I don't get mad. That was as close as I get to actually being mad. I'm an action guy. Like, I don't get worked so up, but we, I just follow through. Were all your cameras going during this? No, it's a guide trip. You don't record those? Only if they ask. Because I'm not as good That's of a... That's when you need your camera out. Yeah, it would have been wonderful. <laughs> looking right at me. I so want to like see the, this. Like, the camera looking right at me just to see, like, the muscles, like, tensing up and loosening up in my face. The vein popping out of your forehead. It was probably seven. <laughs> Watch the evolution of anger. That's... You just... You summed it up. They might be some team. of your fans. They might be listening to this podcast. God, I hope so. <laughs> Do you want a sticker? Yes. <laughs> Straight heat. <laughs> Straight <bro>. heat. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're getting pretty close to the end of the podcast. Uh, this is what I term the last cast, where it's pretty much an opportunity to talk whatever the hell you want to talk about. And you can talk about pretty much as many things as you want to talk about because it's the last Make cast. Make another drink. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> So I guess Jason's last cast is going to be pretty short because he has to make another drink. But, uh, uh, yeah. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right. Wes is up. I'll just tell you to always tip your captain and always be nice. Unless he don't catch you a flathead. Or he catches you one big one. Then I wouldn't give him nothing. Yeah. Or he doesn't listen to you about telling him where to fish or what bait to use. Even though he landed you a 70. Here's a tip for you. Why don't you fish over there? Why don't you quit sucking? We only caught 170. We're only catching 170 on your non-gut pocket. Why don't we use chicken and Kool-Aid? Too much negativity. we got to end with some good stuff. You got some good stuff, Jason? No good stuff? I got got nothing right this second. Talk about your shark fishing gear. 
Yeah, so I'm. Uh, you're fully outfitted to go. I'm not fully outfitted. I'm you're, getting there. You're I on get your way that. to be so, outfitted yeah, for mass yeah. shark destruction. I, yeah, man, I had a blast doing it. In the Mississippi River. Yeah, in the Mississippi, there's bull sharks up here, and if anybody's going to catch one, dang it, it's going to be me. No, it, or the guy at the gas station because he's caught five. He's yeah. caught five. I'm, I might have to and hire him so, first. So big, and they see don't where get they're at, so I can go fish there. You got him. You got him. But, uh, no, yeah, I bought a couple reels. I plan on buying a few more, getting all the gear together. I'm ready to go back. It was a blast. Um, just just to hear a line clicker go off on these reels is is uh, get your heartbeat going. I don't even care if he picks up and runs for a second and drops your bait. That initial pickup is like, oh. It's, and you haven't uh, even busted a big one on him yet. No, I do. I know. I know. Um. No, so cool. I'm going back for sure. I'm getting all my gear, and I might make a trip back in September, and I'm definitely going back in in uh, December. And I'd like to, uh, what little free time I get, I'm going to go back and play with it and see what I can do with it. See, I want you to let me know when you go down there, and I'll meet you down there. And then we have a uh, kayak bait paddle offs. See, that would be cool. Definitely. Until I dominate runs. your ass. I don't care. My bait will catch them. Yours won't. So no, whatever. but it's it's yeah, not about got, who catches he, them. It's about who gets there. Who's the faster? That's why it's a race. He's got chicken and Kool Aid. He's gonna get oh, you done. I got a whole chicken. The See, whole chicken. I'll tell you. Story. I'll tell you a story about that <laughs> once the podcast is over. Sorry, everybody. But um, anyway, all right. Um, biggest thing is thanks for everyone who listened to this dumpster, dumpster fire of a the podcast. couple of you. Yeah, I, I really appreciate it. We have so much fun with these, and um, it's a labor of love because I don't make a penny off of it. Um, I'm not going to monetize it in any way until I feel like it's appropriate time. So I don't for, make anything either, and he forces these dang questions I do, on me. too. It's like Jason could be asleep right now, and I'm like, hey, you want to do a podcast? I, I usually am. Yeah. <laughs> and we need 47 more stickers. Yes, we're 47 stickers short. So if you want straight heat stickers, send me them emails. Um, if you want to joke around, have a good time, not take anything too serious, and uh, kick back, relax, and catch some big fish, book a trip with Jason. STLCatfishing.com. Wait, is it STLCat? STLCatfishing.com. See? Yes, sir. You All got right. it. I got it. Wasn't, wasn't sure, but... Or yourself. I mean... Well, I mean, if you want to book a trip with me, that's cool. I, I, <laughs> well, I... <laughs> I don't want to make it all about me, you know? It's your podcast. It's my podcast, but you're my guest, you know? And I, I try to treat everybody. You're my guest. Well, kind of. That's an interesting that's weird, contradiction right now. I'm at Jason's house, so I'm kind of his guest right now. Anyway, if you want to have a good time, book a trip, stlcatfishing.com. Look him on Instagram. You can see all the, the mondos he's catching. He's put 100 in the boat already this year. So... Um, fishing's fishing, but he'll put, give you the best chance to, to do catch, what I can catch a slob. You know, they're out there. It. He knows where they're at. He'll put, you know, he'll put the bait in the right place and if they bite, they bite. And if they don't, he'll keep trying stuff. So, um, check that out. If you want to book a trip with lowly old me and, uh, <laughs> there's the plug. Yeah. <laughs> Puts himself last. So he gets the most. Yeah. Le- le- leaders eat last. Isn't that how it works? But, uh, Fires can, never start big. You got that's right. Uh, you can rivercertified.com slash book your adventure. Um, or if you know how to work through a website, just click, click the book your adventure tab. Um, if you, you want to support. You book your adventure for your? Yeah. Anybody's got to book your trip. Get uh, with the times. 
Got to up my game. You here. do. Why you do you think he's got so Your many slogans? Yours way more fun. Well, mine is more of an adventure. <laughs> like you're you're in downtown. To, uh, like when you got to walk the boat out of the shallows. Yeah, it had, it's part of it. <laughs> like you want to see that's me the whole time. Currently, where we're <laughs> no, at. that's no joke either. And I yeah, we need rain. Got to get some rain. You find eighteen inches of water, you hit the jackpot. So if you want to support the podcast, you can get you some River Certified merchandise. You can. Uh, also on my website, you can get you some Waterland sunglasses, promo code RC15, and that helps me. You save some money and get some badass shades. Um, but regardless, appreciate you taking the time to listen. Hope you catch a giant. Vote now in Waypoint TV's 2023 Series Showdown. Your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head-to-head. Visit waypointtv.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from Element Outdoors. Cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned. Get in the game and vote in the Series Showdown. Presented by Expedition Enterprises and Vote Trader. Only at waypointtv.com. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.